0: Welcome back to the My Brother Podcast, where you got the middle brother, Tony o,
1: Big brother, Ralph. Youngest brother, Adrian.
0: And today's topic is emotional intelligence, uh, what it is and what we think it is, and the difference between the two. So we're going to start out with the definition. According to duh, 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 the Oxford Languages Dictionary. Emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control and express one's emotions and to handle interpersonal relationships. and bleh, interpersonal relationship relationships. Well, I can't <laughs> words today <laughs> judiciously and empathetically. The example is emotional intelligence is the key to both personal and professional success. All right. <laughs> Younger brother, we know you got the biggest Spill on this, so we got the definition Out there Hit us with it, what do you think emotional intelligence Is, and what is the difference between what you Think it is, and what the definition of it is
1: So, surprisingly This is something I've been dealing with For, I know, over a Year or so now, and My definition is is Actually the same as What, uh, the one you read But I didn't even know that Beforehand like, once I started dealing with it, I actually looked it up and I was like, oh, dang, like, that's exactly how I would describe or explain what emotional intelligence is. So mine lined up with it surprisingly because I didn't know that beforehand.
0: Okay. Oh, just for reference for everybody, we deliberately did not look up the definition of emotional intelligence just to prepare for this podcast so we can come in fresh. Thanks. <laughs> so we, we've been stewing on this for a good couple of weeks <laughs> Uh, well I mean I guess uh, it, it lined up not a whole lot of difference in there
1: yeah no that, that surprised me though because I, I I was finna go into all that and it's like well dang I couldn't say said that better myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> so come through dictionary <laughs> yeah thank you thank you so much for doing that dictionary <laughs> <laughs> it helps
2: sometimes
0: yeah uh, well, shoot, I didn't mean to cut you off. I know you was ready, but that, that feels a bit anticlimactic now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, should we pass, pass the hot potato then? I uh, Referee, uh-huh. you want to go next? My definition? I never know it existed. That's good. So I guess <laughs> there's a lot of comparison there then. <laughs> a lot of contrast, I should say. <laughs> Yep.
1: Well, I I I share I share Ralph's same sentiments though. Like I didn't I didn't know it was a thing. Like I didn't know you could put those words together because normally before I started delving into emotional intelligence and you know self-awareness and all that, I thought I, I just didn't know the word intelligence can go after the word emotion because I saw emotions as this just random outbursts of erratic behavior. So I, I can understand why, why when he say I never knew it was a thing, because prior to me really trying to figure what I had going on, out internally I didn't either.
0: Okay. That's fair enough. Um I guess it's my turn then. it's got to me way faster than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> and I probably got the least amount to say about it. Um <laughs> so yeah, definitely did not know there was a definition of emotional intelligence. And I will be one hundred with you. Uh, Before reading the definition, the only time I've ever heard of emotional intelligence is normally when I'm being told I don't have it. But (laughs) the other part of it is, for me personally, I hate those words because it's a therapy term to me. And the problem Mm. with therapy terms, in my opinion, with I mean, we're at a point now where. Therapy is being pushed because people do need Mm -hmm. therapy. I will never say therapy is not Mm -hmm. beneficial to some who need it. By all Mm -hmm. means, go and get that help. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I think the problem that comes with the the almost over-therapizing of society is that people go to therapy because they have trouble functioning as quote-unquote normal people would function in society whereas if you in this case if you don't have emotional intelligence the therapist will help you figure out what is the blocker and make you help you figure out how to ease back into society and use these skills that most people just naturally have mm-hmm. the problem with over-therapizing the way it comes off to me personally is the fact that in therapy there is a box and within that box you have terms and you have a language that is used to help you figure out those issues. And that is fun because that is the environment that is cultivated for that. The problem becomes when those terms and languages come out of therapy into regular society and get mixed in with the way that everybody else tries to communicate and it gets complicated because now these therapy terms are confusing everything because it was a set language for a set environment and not meant to necessarily carry over in that form to be used as a tool on the external if you don't fully know how to use it other than for the purpose of your progress and help with the things you need. So it can be confusing and also cause more problems where it's unnecessary when it's being wielded in the wrong way by people who are still in the process of healing and trying to get people who are external to that therapy session to come to an understanding of what they've been through, or how to get to the point to where communication on a a common ground of sorts outside of therapy can be established. So that's my personal spill on it. Um, you know. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: You know what's amazing about what you just said? I never even thought about it like that, and you're absolutely right because that's like giving a five-year-old knife and or giving (laughs) a chef that same knife. What that five-year-old does with that knife is probably going to cause more damage than good. But what the chef does with that knife is probably going to cause more good than damage. And a prime example of that is the song by Gucci or uh, I can't remember who did it, but it talked about, well, it basically uh, glamorized being bipolar or schizophrenic. And everybody was running was around like, "Oh, I'm Gucci. bipolar."
2: Who was it? That's def- definitely Gucci. Yeah, so it <laughs> sounded like something he would make. That's all yeah, like that something was... he would make.
1: And everybody started like just wearing it as a badge, like, "Oh, I'm... you know, I'm bipolar. I'm bipolar." I'm like, "Wait, do y'all really know like what that means? Like, you're really not." But like you said, once those terms come out of that box into uh, social constructs that. It don't fit in. It it turns it into something else, and I never thought about it like that. So that's a very, that's a very unique perspective to have. And all I saw is like passing a five year old a knife, or passing a chef a knife. It's the same knife, just depending on who you give it to, what they understand, and how they understand to use it. So yeah, you're absolutely correct.
0: Yeah, that context and that skills to to use it for the, the correct purposes goes a long way. But yeah, that's that is my real concern with. I mean, because mind you, society needed this therapy for a long time. It's just been a matter of getting to the point of accepting it. But I think another thing that needs to be understood, and it is somewhat coming out with the, the, the advent of therapy at the level it is at, is that no two therapists are alike. You have to find a therapist that fits you for what you need from the therapist. And that is a very important thing because, especially within our community, culturally, you want a therapist that can understand the issues that you have to deal with because uh, yeah. while therapy is a good thing, driptomania is still a psychology term that doesn't get talked about and what that is, and I might be mispronouncing it, but basically what it comes down to is, at one point in time there was a psychological term that basically said we were crazy for one to escape slavery. Hmm. There was also a psychology term that gay people are a mental illness and not born that way. And we can make arguments for so many different things. And that's one that still has some controversy around it. But again, the context around some of these terms and the the cultural understanding does play a part into finding the good therapist. And again, this is not me saying nobody should ever not go to a therapist if you need that help. Get that help because these are hard times, and people sometimes just need to have somebody to sit down that they remove from their life per se and say, "These are my issues. Can you help me hold a mirror to them and figure out what's going on?" I am yeah. all for it. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, I, I can say I could say that since I've had like three on my own, three different therapists, and they have all very different styles. You have I had one that treated me like a baby. I had one that was more of a pill pusher than a I mean he could push he could prescribe so he was like a legit a therapist or a psychiatrist and I had one that actually I'm not saying understood me so if I had two females and a male one two two non-colored and one colored so I'm saying so I understand that what you're saying from a per- personal experience. Mm-hmm. They're not the same. They don't even come at you the same way. So, mm-hmm.
0: uh, you know what? I just thought of another example that fits perfectly into what I just said, too. I was reading about it. Um, as y'all probably know, uh, Black women have issues with hospitals because they're not listened to. And that's probably the reason yeah. why the Black birth mortality rate is so high. Yeah. There was a story I was reading about this woman in the hospital. And luckily, there was a Black nurse there because. Her scalp was itching. And as we know, you don't scratch, you pat. Yeah. The doctors and nurses that were there, not culturally competent, thought there was something wrong with her and we're finishing her to the psych ward or have a psychologist or something come in there and the black nurses happened to walk by and was like, no, she's fine. Her scalp is itching. What is wrong with y'all? those cultural yeah. understandings sometimes cultural understandings. I love the word
1: culturally competent. I don't think I've ever heard no one say that before. <laughs> <laughs> that just tickled me. <laughs> culturally competent. I love it. And that's the perfect example of someone being culturally competent.
0: <laughs> I <love that. laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's the little thing. Sometimes you got to be able to you know, the yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. perfect. It goes a long way. Don't,
0: don't scratch. We we pat we pat you, with
1: you, but don't scratch. Don't scratch the <laughs> scalp. not yeah. scratch the like
0: that. Yeah. Oh, matter of fact, just marry me of another example, because mind you, this was I heard all this in the same place. Um, there was this one girl uh, at a college, uh, PWI. Um, do I need to explain what PWI is, or are we mm-hmm. good on that? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry? Uh you might yeah. you might want to do it for those that don't know. Uh PWI <laughs> is a primarily white institution like uh Harvard or a Yale <laughs> oh, or like, Princeton. Like, a like like a who?
1: It's like an HBCU, but for them. Uh
0: yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. Um uh yeah, we'll go into terms of that. Either way, it <laughs> girls at the college and Again, the the the, comp- the competence of culture or just even just the understanding of other cultures, the black girl did not wash her hair as often as the white roommates. Oh, yeah. And they tried to report her for being unsanitary to the RA instead of talking to her and like, hey, why don't you wash your hair every day? So she could say black people don't wash their hair every day because the way that our hair works, you know, we lock in moisture a different way. Yeah, and we don't have we to deal dirt with back. dirt a different way. So we don't have to do that every day. Whereas, you know, that's just the way our hair is set up. But those are the things of like understanding different cultures and knowing, okay, yeah. this is okay, this isn't. Yeah. Hmm. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. It is until it's (laughs) you're on the wrong side of it, but you know
1: what, though? So, so, and I realized just with this conversation, some words, no matter how you translate them, they work right when you combine words like culturally competent. Cultural, we already know what that is, and then competent. Both of those words are gonna, for me, they're gonna seemingly produce a positive outcome. You can't, you can't take those and spin them. Per se in a negative light because they have a specific task at hand. But words like bipolar, which is like only a one word uh, situation to where the definition can then be spent out of out of context, it falls into the same category of emotional intelligence. And like you were saying, some of the psychological terms or therapy related terms, Once you take them outside the therapy session, they do different things like the bipolar Gucci situation. However, I don't I think emotional intelligence falls into the category of culturally competent. Like if you can just sit down and break down both of those words, it it has to at some sense produce some type of positive or even a level of self-awareness when you just think about emotional intelligence, because the word emotional already has a negative connotation due to the the random stuff that takes place when people are quote-unquote being emotional but when you add a word like intelligence after it it actually steers it to me in the right direction like the like the context of culturally competent so i don't think we should fear or have a hesitation of utilizing the term emotional intelligence more freely outside of the therapy session i think it'll be beneficial for a lot of people to know that these two words coexist and go hand in hand together
2: I, yeah. You
0: know, I'm going to push back on that a little bit, and this is why I'm going to push back on that. So what's the opposite of intelligence? Ignorance. So if you're not emotionally intelligent, you're emotionally ignorant. What uh-huh. would that equate to? Just emotional. <laughs> I mean, is it, though? Because emotionally ignorant, just by definition of what intell- intelligence huh? is, you just can't express any emotion. You're a robot. Mm-hmm. Now, well, you can express emotion, emotional... not necessarily comprehend and understand them. And that's what they're yeah. saying with the intelligence part of it. And like, even within that, if we want to go on a word spectrum, a spectrum of it, I would say change outside of therapy, emotional intelligence to emotional capacity. Do you have the capacity to actually express your emotions in a healthy manner? Because there isn't a negative side to capacity. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense to me. But you also have to add into this fact that you got
2: men and women that have the, have the different setups for their emotional intelligence as well.
1: Now that I got to push back on.
2: Hold, okay. it. hold it. it. Hold it, hold
1: it, hold it. We had, whole, we had a whole four-part <laughs> series on this. And I would love every viewer listening to this to understand what I'm about to say. Because society has promoted that men and women have different emotions. Let me paint a picture. And correct me when I'm wrong, there is only one bag of emotions. And walk with me when I'm going here, right? You have, and I'm just going to name a few, sadness, happiness, joy, anxiety, depression. You know, those are all emotions, right? There's a bag of emotions that's assigned to every person who has the liberty to experience the human experience. Men and women don't have different emotions We all have the same options or we all have access to the same emotions. The only difference is the way we express those emotions. We don't have different emotions. There's only one bag of emotions for every human, right? And all of them fall or we have access to each of those. It's the way that we express them that people have now started to differentiate the quote unquote male experience from the female experience. But male and female both have access to sad. We both have access to happy. We both have access to anxiety, depression, joy, uh, loathfulness, like all of the emotions everyone have access to. And I despise at this point of my life people continuing to promote that men and women have different emotions. No, we express them differently, but we all have the same emotions. Correct me if I'm wrong.
0: Okay, so I'm agree and disagree at the same time. And this is, you're going to love how this ties back around. Uh, we're going to take a break here coming up shortly, so I'm going to try to wrap this up on a nice little boat quickly. I agree that we have the same bag of emotions, but that word we just brought up, cultural competence, is going to come back into play. Because how we express those emotions is why they're actually different. What sadness looks like for a man versus what sadness looks like for a woman are not the same. Although they are still sadness, they are not the same. The same way that a sweet potato and a yam are both in the potato family, but they are not the All same right. potato. You dig? So, um, I had a whole thing I was about to go into for that. But it's, my, wouldn't, I mean, that, that-
1: I feel like we're saying the same thing because
0: we are, but it's the so same a yam, and a difference because a, yam the and
1: a mashed potato is just a different expression of the potato. Right.
0: Yes, they well, are. Yeah. But how they what everything about them is different other than they are belonging to the same family. That's right, why but when, those when people
1: make the statement "Oh, men and women have different emotions. That's just not it's just not a true statement. We express them different.
0: What they, the way they express makes them different, though. That's the difference. No, no, no. It, it, it doesn't change
1: the emotion; it's just a different expression of that emotion.
0: It actually does, though. It doesn't. It, it really does. So, if you're sad, how do you express that?
1: Me. Mm-hmm.
0: As a as you, Adrian, and the key part here, as a man, mm-hmm. how do you express your sadness?
1: It depends on what I'm sad about. Like, if it's something. That I've done or like a, a personal sadness, I may need some time to myself. Or I may listen to music, or I may play the game, or I may cry, or I may want to be around friends. It just depends on what that sadness is. Mm-hmm. Or it depends on what I'm sad about.
0: Now, what? Well, how would Miss Adrian express sadness? Uh,
1: she may Listen to music. She may want to be around me. She may need some time. Really the same thing.
0: Yes, but how long does it take her to get over sadness versus how long it take you to get over sadness?
1: Uh, I, yeah, I get over mine faster than she does.
0: And that exactly is the point I'm making is that that sadness, while it's being expressed differently, changes completely because that sadness for her, especially with the chemicals that women have, estrogen and whatnot make those things completely different from the way we express them. This is the same reason why when babies are born, they look like the father, because that is nature's way of saying, this is your child, do not kill or eat this child, like some animals do in nature. Mm -hmm. Women have that chemically already set up within them. So we express the same emotions, but they're not the same emotion. We can't go through postpartum depression, women can. We can go through regular depression, and it can be similar mm-hmm. but it's
1: so not I, the same I mean, if for men do and have shown studies of going through postpartum
2: depression I mean yeah you can but what he's saying like it's basically is how we analyze Express- it and you i'm saying it. The,
1: the expression of it is definitely different however the emotion is the same and I feel like we're saying the same thing we just have a a stronger foundation in the part like I'm I'm founded in sadness is sadness. Now, the length of time that it takes to get over it, the thing that you do to get over it, that can change from person to person, but it's still sadness. You're saying the expression is the same because we all have a way of expressing it, but the actual feeling of it change. It, it doesn't. Sadness is ha- sadness. Happiness is happiness.
2: Joy is joy. Love
1: is, like, it's it's all the same. Okay,
2: okay. So, so that thing would go back to, like you are going to say, love is love, okay? So, me loving a woman versus a man you loving, loving, a, loving dog. a man. No, like, like how Eric, the whole thing where Christianity tells you, oh, you can't sleep with this man or that yeah, man. Yeah, that's expression. Okay, so okay, okay, it's expression, but you can't condemn that person for loving the person they love, right? Correct. If they love Me, them, Adrian
1: probably, Yeah, no, I can't.
2: What I'm saying, like society wants to say, well, used to say that Christianity, Christianity always says, oh, if you sleep with a man, you're you're home, you're a homo or you're, you're gay. So now they're at the point where it's like, okay, they got laws now that you can't say anything about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so love is love, so that means you can love a woman just as much as you love a man. Or you can love a man just as much as you love a woman. In that same relationship. See what I'm saying?
1: So, I listen, I get what you're saying, but once again, y'all keep reverting back to The expression of the emotion, we can say love is love, right? True. Uh But the expression is what makes the difference. It's just like I love my son. He's five, right? But if I go and show or I express that love in another way with someone else's five-year-old, that may be inappropriate depending on the level of expression that I have. Love is still there, but the expression is what makes the difference.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me try this from a different angle then. All right. So back back to the sadness. We say sadness is sadness, regardless of how it's expressed. Correct? Yeah. Uh huh. If that is the case, then why is it we can't use the same method for curing that sadness each time? It should be one method of curing it because it's only one emotion. That's not how that works. That's the point I'm making. (laughs) There's a spectrum of it and it's not how it's expressed. It's still sadness at the root of it, yes. But in its expression, there is a spectrum that is not the same for every single person. And I especially mean, even, when it comes to we, the sexes, it's different. Even on even a chemical if, level.
1: Even if we're looking at just the male and female, that logic you just posed doesn't even work because, okay, if we say all the versions of curing sadness doesn't work for male and female, so they can't be the same, even if we if we keep it just in the same realm of, okay, one female may like to eat ice cream when she's sad. And since I'm saying sadness is sadness, so one cure should cure it all. Every female don't like to eat ice cream when she's sad. So you can't use that to debunk the fact that sadness is not still sadness just because the expression of it is going to be different per person. That That's going to change regardless of where you apply the sadness or who the sadness is coming from. And you're trying to say that the emotion of sadness is different just because the expression is different. But people are different. And then there are some men who actually, quote, unquote, express it the same way that females do. There are females that express sadness the same way males do. So you're trying to change Are you trying to say that the emotion of sadness should change just because the expression is not the same and because the antidote for it don't work for everybody. That makes no sense across the board.
0: Well that's why it's a spectrum. It's not just one binary thing. That's why the expression of it changes with each person because it is a spectrum of sadness. So while it's the same thing, its expression makes it different in that how it comes out and how it affects that person.
1: And that I completely agree with.
0: Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Is that in its expression it changes the the what part of the spectrum of sadness it sits
1: on oh you're 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 saying so basically the weight of the sadness changes the expression from person to person but you do agree that sadness is sadness it there's just different levels to sadness
0: 100 and that is a perfect place for us to take a break folks <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up in a nice little bowl for this break okay, we'll be right that. right back I agree with that <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. Welcome back, everybody. Sorry for the abrupt ending, but we wrapped it up at just the right point because we too cheap to pay for Zoom, but it is what it is. So Zoom to <laughs> throw us some free sponsorship. <laughs> we will take it. But uh, I think we ended on a good point and I love the way you ended it where you were saying the weight of it is different. And that's what essentially what we're talking about is what's different about it in its expression. Yeah, I, I can, I can dig that. Alright, so Perfect place for this transition, because I want to dig back into something I don't think is talked about enough in uh, the emotional intelligence conversations. So remember, the two key words or the two big words we're talking about right now are emotional intelligence, but we also got the add-in of cultural competence. Now, that also ties into male and female interpersonal relationships as well. So as men, because we all are men in this conversation, when is it socially acceptable for you to show anger and or sadness? Never. Uh, are you talking about the no. culture we and in now? Uh, in general. It's never... Uh, let's say the culture we grew up it's, it's, in, and we can talk oh, yeah, about the transition in, to and now.
2: And <laughs> even, even we, now...
0: Never. And even now, <laughs> it's still somewhat still pushed oh, back. Oh, now? Back, I'm, I'm going to do it off the rip, but... <laughs> I'm gonna do
1: okay. it every time now, but but growing
0: right. up it was a no-no. Right now, we may not have necessarily understood what that was about, and hopefully we figured it out at this point now. Where especially for us as black men, but men in general, it it was tend to be frowned upon. But as black men, we had to be very very careful about where we express our anger, and that is a key part in this cultural competence. It also ties into emotional intelligence because. At times, Black men are accused of being not emotionally intelligent because we have to keep a tighter grip on our emotions because they will be used to vilify us. Uh Uh-huh. Correct. Yep. And that is something that I don't believe is talked about enough in the terms of emotional intelligence and does sometimes get us into hot water. But some of that also comes down to who you trust to be vulnerable with with those emotions. Mm-hmm. And Which that across both lines of cultural and emotional. I'm, I'm glad
1: you brought that up because that, that leads me into something I wanted to say as well. And it was something I heard the other day. And I never really thought about it like this. The guy was basically saying that <clears throat> a true part of emotional intelligence is not someone trying to only filter the positive emotions but it's your ability to filter the positive and negatives and apply them where and when they need to be applied. And I was like, he is absolutely right. And he also went on to further say that it's impossible for us to only filter positive emotions because all of the other ones are always available as well. And the best thing we can do is just learn to develop and cultivate a higher sense of emotional intelligence. So that even when we have the negative ones, We can actually use them in a positive way, whether it be if I'm angry and I want to, for sake of picture painting, punch my wife in the face. Instead of me punching her in the face, I go use that energy in the gym or I go for a jog and burn it off and then come back and then have the conversation I need to have. So it's your ability to really identify how do I currently feel? Why do I currently feel, and what do I need to do with what I currently feel? And that is for me the highest peak and or form of e- internal emotional intelligence within yourself. Okay,
0: mm-hmm. I can agree with most of
2: that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, can punch I think a lot way. of uh, a lot of us was born from. Uh, a lot of us are born from those emotions, um, lack of emotional intelligence mm-hmm. of expressing it in certain ways, the way used it in other ways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, and it's sad, like it's really sad no, that's so I... <laughs> because a lot of the outlets that we were raised under, such as whenever you get into an argument with your uh partner, is well, just go you know, knock some other female down that you don't really care about, or somebody who's willing to listen to you for three seconds. And then now you feel more connected to them. But it's really not that you're more connected. It's just that you feel like you're in the same bondage that you grew up under. And your current female or wife or partner is not capable of actually giving you that space. Because now she vilifies you with something else. So you're rather to go spend that energy with someone else. But then once you get the net and go back home, you feel bad. Like, it's horrible. It is horrible. And I know that was a lot. But that's... No, that was genuinely- perfect.
0: Let's let's break that down a little bit. <laughs> oh. though. That's, that's, no, that is... I love <laughs> that example because I'm, I'm like, ooh, let's, let's tear that down. <laughs> let's tear it down to a, a couple different levels, shall we? So, <laughs> it's, it's really, okay, this is hypothetical. Boom, boom. yeah. yeah you get yeah, into an argument course. with your significant other and you leave the house. And uh, Sheila over here listens to yep. you.
1: For like three minutes and now I'm in love.
0: Well, it ain't even necessarily about the in love part. no, I'm I'm
1: just saying. saying. Yeah, no,
0: I hear you. Know, like, oh, you you care about what I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Yeah, I mean, vulnerability is an interesting thing, and how it can can be powerful, and people can use it to take advantage of you, or you can just be Mm -hmm. victim to it. Where in this situation, this person just giving you the space where you felt like, oh. I can't have a coherent conversation or express this thought with the person who I want to be vulnerable with because now yep. there's an essentially not an actual knife or in some cases an actual knife in my throat. Depending on your yep. relationship, I'm not gonna judge <laughs> nobody. It's really facts, facts. Shit happens. <laughs> <like>.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but in that situation, it's like, you, you know, you're trying to find some, some sense of like, okay, where's the security at this person? Yeah. May, for whatever reason, and situation provide that. And mm-hmm. then you get lost in the sauce.
2: Yep. It oh, yeah. is
0: a very human thing to happen. I yeah. think everybody can say this happens to them at least once.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And learn mm-hmm. from it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it a healthy way of expression? Of course well, not. I would say yes and no. I'd say there's some yes and some no to that. Because... The yes of it is well, the no of it is that's not who you're supposed to be vulnerable and expressible. <laughs> <with.
2: laughs>
0: if that is how your situation is set up, so that's the no out the gate. Yeah. Make sure that priorities. It's
1: <laughs> not. It's not promote. Let's not promote bad behavior.
0: Yeah, we're not promoting bad behavior. Right, <laughs> not today.
2: <laughs> or is
0: it? <laughs> We're not on the Lord's or Day.
2: Or if they say yeah. 9 yeah, days, maybe
1: if it was a Saturday night, we could kind of slide it <laughs> in, but not, not today. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> but um, that, that expression when you feel secure in a place, it's like, okay, there's more cultural competence. You go to the barbershop. Barbershop talk. Yeah. You can talk about all your problems with your barber. Yep. there is a relationship akin to a therapist with your barber because for one you trust them with your appearance they can Mm -hmm. let you go out in the street looking busted Uh uh-huh but within that there is a level of security of like you're just you're my dude you're my whatever it ain't gotta be necessarily a guy but you're my person and the barbershop is an environment where you can feel comfortable talking about your problems and sometimes Mm -hmm. there are other people in there who have a similar problem or you got your elders in there for some barbershops and they're playing chess or cards uh-huh. or whatever there is a collective in there of knowledge that you can tap into mm-hmm. at that point in time and for some of us that is our place of expression because you're only going to express certain feelings where you feel comfortable you know what though be that level of comfort
1: i want to i want to add and this this probably was this this is about to spin this in a in another direction let do it With I in context. So another thing that, another reason we have to start promoting the term emotional intelligence on both ends, the male and the female, is because there's a dynamic that, like my wife, right, when I come to her with a particular situation, because of how close we are, being that we're married, she may not or may have the emotional intelligence to actually properly respond as opposed to me like calling one of y'all and be like hey bro such and such such, the way y'all respond is probably going to be what i need and the way my wife respond is probably going to elevate the situation because she's so close in tune with me she may respond in a way where it's more of a a overprotective wife response and what i was looking for or what i needed is that barbershop brother response and those are two totally different responses And the reason I brought that up is because I've noticed I have a friend who him and his wife don't really have good communication. However, whenever I talk to his wife, she pours so much information in me. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, why you don't talk to your husband about this? And It ain't nothing like negative. It's just like how her day been and how her career is going. Like, she gives me all the details. But when he asks her, it's kind of like, how was your day? Oh, it was good. It's like, what? Like, why aren't you pouring that into him? But I realized it's because of the other emotional ties that are knotted in their communication, that level of expression is not necessarily open to him until those other knots are t- untied. You see what I'm saying? So both parties have to have enough emotional intelligence to be able to wave the waters of communication to even be productive in the relationship. I know there was a lot to
0: but no, that was perfect. Um, I'd say that leans more into just the communication styles of them figuring out what communication style works better for them. But also, mm-hmm. that's a western bro. We all got that. People would talk to you about everything for no damn Bruh, reason Bro, like, I... Did, everything. I did, I
1: did, I, hey, now I know how old your kids are. I know your mom just died. Like, what? Hold on. Bruh,
0: they will tell you intimate things and you don't Bruh, ask for it. Everything. I used to love flying because when I would sit by people, they would tell me their whole life story. I didn't learn some things in the airport. I tell you that.
1: Want to be seen and heard, though, and that goes back to what we were talking about. Like people want to be seen and heard, and it's rough when you don't be when you don't feel seen and heard by the person that you're connected with on a daily basis
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of those people's lack of emotional intelligence to be able to control their responses to cater to your needs.
0: That's
1: it. This really need to be like its own um, class at school. Like this is needed, especially in the workforce. Like we have managers and supervisors that be like spazzing out, acting like 13-year-olds. And I'm like, man, like you you are expected to uphold a particular style or mental space being that you're in a leadership role and you're not in an entry-level role and therefore, whenever these skills that are needed are needed, you drop them. And now the people below you who are supposed to be looking up to you are looking at you like, what's wrong with them? And it's because of their lack of emotional intelligence to be able to process how they internally feel so that they can kind of guard themselves for being placed in situations. Or they can tell people, hey, you know, I'm really not in the space right now due to how I'm currently feeling. Do you mind lowering your tone? Do you mind coming back later? Can this wait? But instead, they spaz out and like lose their job and lose their career for a blip of emotions that could have and or should have been handled differently.
0: Well, you just jump into a whole couple of different pools of different things, whether it comes down to <laughs> leadership skills, like the power dynamics of different jobs. Yeah. And mind you, yes, emotional intelligence does tap into these things, but that's also another one of those cultural competencies: how you act at work. Yeah. Are you being mm-hmm. trained properly as a leader? Is your behavior accepted, if not promoted, as a way of enforcing power dynamics at your role mm-hmm. and filtering out people who they think won't fit because of X, Y, Z things? I mean, there's, there's multiple things that we could tap into for that. And mm-hmm. yes, emotional intelligence does, on the underline of all of that, how are you expressing how you feel? But then there got to be context. Which yeah. is thing we got to come back around to is what is the context of what's going on with the situation? Because let's be real, some folks at their job need to be chopped in the throat. It needs Man. to happen.
1: I'm talking head, buddy. Head, buddy. To the blood leak down your nose. Like, what's and, wrong
0: with you? Right. And we're not promoting workplace violence. Oh, Take no. This shit not- to the parking lot. From <laughs> the parking lot. You got to get lucky <laughs> you bug in the parking lot. Man. Uh, 100% promote that. Beat that ass <laughs> in the parking right. lot and then go back to work. <laughs> on your fifteen, <picture. laughs> on your fifteen. Hey, hey, look! <laughs> you gotta Take do the round park. two. Do it after work. <laughs> but no, no guns. Just, just throw them fists in and see who come out. Mm-hmm. Take that L and come back the next day.
2: <laughs> Bring me. Look, I right, look. The workplace should have like boxing gloves when you have disputes. Yes. Out, so you box it out and go. Yes, the baby.
1: Oh, yes, man. let's so, get it in the coffee room. Move
0: that table and let's get in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, when I was in Washington State, uh, we used to do shop paintball days. My shop got some high attention every so often because there were some folks in there who were ready to start chopping throats, myself included. So, shop <laughs> paintball days was perfect because you put us in the field with a bunch of paintball guns and full hoppers and let us go at each other. Yes. For hours. We come back to work the next Monday with a couple of bruises and everybody good to go. Yep. Was there yep. friendly fire? Yes. There yep. was friendly fire. Was if you definitely. had it coming, you had it coming. <laughs> hey, you know who you was.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm finna be aiming for your neck.
0: Ooh, it was out there. <laughs> pa, 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 pow, pow, <laughs>
1: pow, I think that'll... I think, and that's once again, I feel like if companies incorporated a healthy emotional expression or emotional outlet I think they'll be surprised at how beneficial that is for their workers like even little things like that that would just help just even just lighten the pressure in the pipe between me and my my cute mate that I didn't want to slap upside the head let me just get a chance to aim at that helmet on that paintball field. oh you
0: think we had helmets you had no helmets (laughs) Let me get oh, a no. chance. To admit that. We wait out there going in road, no condom, naked heads. You get hit. You get hit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get hit, baby. Don't get hit. You're going to be stinging. Yes, man. Look, yeah, we was out there on some real. I would say emotional intelligence,
2: emotional intelligence, I think, would start as a child, like teaching them. Yes. Girls understanding mm-hmm. how to how to use their emotion because I think that's where a lot of the issues start well I mean not saying it all starts at home mm-hmm. so I feel like mom and daddy should have some type of emotional intelligence to teach their children some type yeah. of emotional intelligence so by the time they get to the workplace you, you have emotional intelligence yeah
0: yeah I mean, but let's let's thing. be real about <laughs> it too though we all have access initially to all of our emotions and at some point you may suppress them for whatever reason, X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever the case may be. But let's also tell it back even farther. What's a low-level, country boy, country girl, country-ass people way of saying emotional intelligence? Uh damn. Forget. Like a common term that you can say and everybody understands that, oh, okay, that's what you mean. Like, emotional intelligence, mean. intelligence is going to lose <laughs> a lot of people.
1: Oh, come on, like, get out hey, your man. pillow?
0: Well, I mean, that is that, that gonna boy, be a way? No sense. Feelings, how you feeling? That boy, how you feeling?
1: How you feeling?
0: You know, that just in you straight? You
1: straight? You are exactly.
0: I mean, that boy Ain't got no sense over there. Mm. <laughs> Everybody's got their way of talking. It's like, have y'all seen uh, Nope yet? Nope. Oh man, yeah, the movie, the Jordan yeah, Peele movie. Didn't, nope.
1: I didn't get, I, I fell asleep, I didn't get to the end of it. You already saw, how much of
0: it did you see though?
1: Uh, like a good half, like a good
0: okay. half. Okay. You remember in the beginning before old dude got popped with the, uh, that screw or whatever, he was like, you straight? Oh,
1: no, I ain't see that part then. That's All like of, the very I'm beginning. Not, I'm about to
0: finish it. <laughs> That's the very beginning when, um, old dude was on the horse.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And they kept yeah. doing that throughout yeah. the movie. Saying, oh, yeah. You, yeah. Straight? Straight. you straight. Yeah. You straight? That right there. Communication. Yeah, that is a cultural communication of. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. You good? You good, homie? But we exactly. also, but we
1: also got to date it back to your. You're absolutely correct. In our culture, we do have a lot of signs or a lot of uh, open doors to be able to express our emotions, such as "Hey man, you good? You straight? What's up? You alright?" However, we also got to remember though, we've been literally trained to suppress anything that would present vulnerability as man yeah. though so yeah. even though you open the door it's kind of like yeah but the last time I when I walked when I used to try to walk through that door as a child I used to get pushed back so I don't think I'm gonna make it through so I'm gonna just stick back here I'm not gonna try to run in the door even though you opened it like it's like a shot collar for a dog
0: Right, except for we get the opportunity to learn why that was the case because you smack a child's hand when they're about to turn a hot, touch a hot stove
1: yeah. they know
0: not to touch their hot stove but once they get older the cognitive, you know, signals come off like, oh snap, that's why I shouldn't touch the hot stove, it's hot yeah. and I've been able to do that like some of this stuff isn't, like we, we try to say everything that we do to children is bad and it's like that's not necessarily that the case. Our goal as parents or older people is to get them to a point to where they can understand their environment and survive yeah. on their own. That is our only real job. Yeah. And sometimes well, depending I, on your, yeah. exactly, survival, what the previous generation had to prepare us for was, so it was a hard life, you know? Yeah. And I tell you what, right now, this generation has come behind us. They have uh, access to a lot of nice things and not as hard of a time as we had initially. But what happens with that is, as soon as you start getting lax, when you don't have the power to maintain something like that, then you get what we got right now. the, yep. the water and down. The and the environment starts getting terraformed into something really bad or worse than what we came from. If we're not cognizant of paying attention and put the responsibility of, yes, you have to learn to survive in these situations. You have to be able to code switch. You have to be able to control your anger and express it in a way that's not gonna get you killed. You have to be able to be vulnerable in a place with people who you can trust to be vulnerable with. I mean, for men or black men, that is still a thing we still have to do because it is not fully accepted for men to express sadness. It's not even fully understood to some levels. And that is something that we got to do the work on because that is men pushing it on men, not women pushing it on men per se. But I mean, there's definitely still levels of everything that we got to work on all the way around and emotional intelligence, the term great for therapy, not great for functional society. We have to find better terms and just communicate better what's going on because we do express emotions. What we got to do a better job in my opinion is tap into what, and how people are expressing those emotions and what it means. I agree. And with that, I think we still got some time. Are we going to talk about Dion? Or are we going to talk, talk about, about, Dion? Dion. Let's talk about Dion? Let's talk about Dion. Let's <laughs> talk about Dion. Ah. And you know what? I think, as Refia talked about before, this may be a good place to also insert the you know emotional intelligence or just tapping into how people are feeling in general thing about it because Dion had a, a wave of enthusiasm behind him.
1: Wait, I'm missing something. What happened with Dion?
0: Dion is leaving Jackson State to go to Colorado. For to coach. Oh for a lot of money and there are a lot of people and rightly so who are upset at him because he's leaving to go to another college when he came in touting HBCUs and everybody just to come back and all these other things. And as he should have done, and he did as much as he could do while he was there to help get HBCUs up to make money for Jackson state and to put a lot of spotlight and attention on HBCUs in general. But with him going to Colorado, it almost looks like hypocrisy because he's putting all that hype behind going to HBCUs and then he ducked out as soon as he got a better check, which is not necessarily how it is happening, but the optics of it don't look good. Didn't so that happen
1: to LeBron James or somebody else in the NBA? That happened to somebody in the NBA. Um, it looked like he was going somewhere else for money, but like that was a genuine move for them. Who was that?
0: It I was would like, say what, that's what, LeBron, but uh that's because right. I dig deeper into it where he left Cleveland to go to LA to make more money to help keep his school in Ohio open, which makes yeah. complete sense.
1: Yeah, that that makes perfect sense.
0: Um yeah, there's a lot of heat around Dion and like they just had the uh the celebration game in Atlanta this week. And um I don't know what happened there, but there's a lot that was going on there and uh, me and Raphael talked about this a little bit before. We hadn't got a chance to get you in there, Adrian. My personal opinion of what he's doing is I don't think Dion is going just for the money like folks think he is. I think there may be a few more things at play, whether it's the way people move in Mississippi who got who actually have the power. Mm-hmm. Maybe said, you're only going to get so far and we're going to cap you right here. Mm-hmm. Or the administration within the school where some people, you know, are doing some underhanded stuff that may or may not be happening. I don't know. I'm not tapped in that deep. But what I do know is that the school he's going to Colorado, if I remember correctly, is in uh, the Pac-12 oh, or Pac-whatever. Pac-12, Pac-12 um, Colorado. Right. So the Pac-12 at some point, I guess in the last year or so, made a deal or a contract that they were going to play a butt-ton of HBCU schools. So, me thinking chess, not checkers, I'm thinking Deion may have hit a wall at Jackson State where he went as far as he could go in the meantime because he could always come back.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Him going to Colorado may have been a strategic move because he can get more spotlight on HBCUs through their exposure to Pac-12 because they're already setting up a network to where they can get their games being advertised. But this may be another way for him to put some more spotlight on those schools and also get some more money to set up for whatever he's going to do next. Uh-huh. That's the way I see it because that would set it up. Because mind you, a lot of folks still don't realize this. Dion going to Jackson State wasn't just a him move. He's been playing in that with several other people to get a lot of things set up. I mean, he got HBCUs, him and a few other people together collectively, got HBCUs, their own combine for getting looked at to go into the NFL. That's huge because they didn't have that before. If you weren't going to one of the other schools, one of the PWIs or one of the bigger name schools, you weren't getting looked at for the combine. Now they have their own combine specifically for HBCUs and other things like that, getting the network set up where HBCU games are advertised and getting more airtime. And airtime means commercials. Commercials means money for those schools, Mm -hmm. which is huge, especially at a time where players can now be paid. It's about stepping the game up so that they can have access to those resources that the other schools are going to have. And also being able to fund those resources back into the community, but you can't get that if you don't get exposure. Right. And what I, Dion's I would, name does is bring exposure. Yeah. That makes sense. I would.
2: I would also say, um, from what I heard him say, that uh, there was some some crooked stuff with the with the administration, as far as like not per se them, but like them taking gain, taking money from the from the. Uh, the football team and stuff like that. Like remember when he was talking about he wanted to stop doing the classic because with nobody making money he was doing that because the only only people making money off those the Bayou classic and things of that nature was the promoter. The schools didn't get none of that money.
0: Okay. I didn't hear about that, but that does make sense. Um I will say one of the things I learned about recently with like all those different type of games especially if there was a place where HBCUs could connect was the game was just a catalyst for a lot of other things that happened in the background right? and that may be one of the things that since the, he's only been in SWAC for so long he may not have got an understanding of because he only coached football he wasn't a teacher in any respect at that school he was just a coach and he did a lot nobody's going to say Dion didn't do a lot for Jackson State he did and I think a lot of the lessons he imparted on us players are going to pay forward because they just had an interview I watched before we started this where two of the players who won uh, awards for being the best were talking about, yeah, like don't sleep on us, come home. Let's make the community do what it do. I mean, he put a lot of, 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 um, good knowledge and foresight into a lot of those players. And some of them are going to come with them to Colorado and, well, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. I hope I'm right. And that he is with the people that he have been working with has a plan for this move. And it's not just an arbitrary move because the way it's also being played up is that he has ambitions of being an NFL coach, but also being a winning college coach first. And going to an HBCU, excuse me, was essentially an avenue of instead of having to start from assistant coach or strength coach or whatever the case may be, you got to go straight to the front, be a head coach. And then from head coach, you can bounce around schools as you need to Mm -hmm. and build yourself up and not have to go through all the different levels to get to that point. Because there are enough black coaches. They get froze out quite often. Of these better positions,
2: yeah. But you also gotta look at the fact that being that Dion knows basically almost every owner in the NFL, he wouldn't have to go through all that.
0: He still would. Um. It, yeah, I'd say it's it's a bit more to it because the NFL, the way they move, yeah. Dion's a disruptor, and they can't have a disruptor coming in disrupting. <laughs> He's having the same disruptor. problem on my job. That's a great word for that, disruptor. Yeah, you
1: have to kind be Everything careful.
0: upside down. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Power I've dynamics or uh, something else whenever you have a fear of somebody disrupting the power that you have and actually putting the fear in you of losing it. Mm-hmm.
2: But, I mean, you got to look at, like, even with the people trying to buy, t- buy teams as disruptors because you know we we don't have we don't own our people don't own any other the teams. No, like, and we Lord,
0: won't.
2: Lord Mayweather is talking about on buying our NBA team. I mean uh two chains owns a semi uh the G League a G League team in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I mean, but as far as like national team,
0: yeah. And I'll tell you why that is. In order to buy an NFL team, you have to do two things. You have to one, have the money and that's a Astronomical amount of money because even a losing team still generates you close to a billion dollars a year. My God! But also within that, <laughs> for you to buy a team, let's say you take the worst team in the NFL. I don't even know what it is because I stopped watching football. What's the worst team in the NFL right now? All of them. Okay, real, sure. Just give me one. Let's say I want to use the Cleveland Browns, Jaguars. Browns. Let me, okay, Jaguars. Jaguars. Let's, let's say Jacksonville Jaguars. If you have the money right now to go buy the Jackson, Jacksonville Jaguars. The team owners of the other teams have to vote on you buying an yeah. team. Yeah. Wow. Which means you can, literally cannot get in unless they stamp your approval. That's the same yeah. as Mississippi used to do to get the governor's seat.
2: It's just like like, um, the team in Washington, uh, the capital, the Washington uh, Commanders, their
0: team is mm-hmm. going to
2: be so – making the owner sell his team.
0: Yep. And whoever buys it next has to be approved by all of the owners of the other teams. What? Yep. That's how you maintain and control power and cut out disruptors, which is why it was so instrumental when Mississippi said, uh, no, we're going to let the people straight out select who gets to be the governor and not the state senate that's been elected and stayed elected internally without the people of Mississippi's say so. Well bye bye take <laughs> Bye bye take <laughs> the time <laughs> I don't know man. Um gerrymandering right now with the ways coming down through the Supreme Court. They got some new bag of tricks up their sleeves and as much as I love Alabama, Mississippi, they still got some work to do. And part of that comes down to, as we've been talking about throughout this entire episode, language. You got to be able to communicate with people where they're at to get them to understand that you can do better. There are things that you need that you are not getting. And if you let them rah-rah you into an emotional state where you don't actually understand what is at stake, you will continue voting yourself into obscurity.
2: Well, that's the thing. They they count on is your ignorance and you not having the emotional intelligence to
0: know that they're playing with your emotions. It ain't even about (laughs) emotional intelligence to know about it. It's just the fact of what else do you have other than that power dynamic that says, I'm not at the bottom.
2: Mm -hmm. That's all they
0: got to play on. It's that simple. You give them something that's better than that and those votes will flip very fast, but that takes somebody being able to go into every neighborhood and talk to people where they're at and say, look, man, I don't like taxes. You don't like taxes, but we got to pay these things. But what I can tell you is that if you vote for me, these are the places those taxes will go, and I'm going to show you receipts. Yeah, I would love to see that. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. It's that simple. I told you. Washington County, the ridiculous numbers for how many people voted and how many people didn't still to this day the biggest voter block is the people who don't vote and i think that's a nice little bomb to leave on everybody before we end the podcast right. so let's right. wrap, wrap it up folks um i got nothing uh what y'all got you promoting anything we doing anything Selling fish sandwiches in church again, (laughs) (laughs)
2: yeah. I I just
0: say, stay alert, stay alive, right? But uh, betterhealth.com. If y'all want to throw us some sponsorship money, we will take it because therapy is your friend,
2: (laughs) right? Calm. All these other little apps they got out here. Hey, shoot them money the
0: way we definitely promote that. <laughs> and a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. This is another episode of My Brother Podcast. We out.